We're live. Welcome back to Saturday Night Newsroom here on SNL. Sorry we are a couple of minutes late. You know how it is over at SNL. We get so busy with things. We have today Amala the Clown. Thanks for joining us, Amala. On <laughs> it's happy to be here. What, what are some things that you specialize in? Why are you on the show today? Well, I specialize in a lot of things, but mostly comedy. What kind of things do you joke about? Well, I can joke about anything, uh, especially on SNL. Uh, white people. Uh, abortion. Uh, white people. <laughs> what else? White supremacy. These are Donald really, Trump. These are really good topics. These are the yes. hard-hitting things that comedy is supposed to be about. That our show, SNL, has made our core purpose to no longer be funny, but to talk about important issues. Like how much white people suck. <laughs> yeah, they do, Will. And abortion. <laughs> and your abortion. And abortion. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I think all clowns should talk about abortion. Kids' birthday party? Abortion. Circus? Abortion. SNL? Abortion. Honk, honk. <laughs> and scene. Disgusting. And scene. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish our opening skits were more satirical than they actually are because... It's just getting it's getting devastating at this point. Here's a clip out of SNL and their uh, you know their weekly segment that they do called Weekend Update. They featured a fun little clown called Goober. Let's meet Goober. The Supreme Court heard arguments this week in Women's Whole Health v. Texas about the controversial Texas law that essentially bans all abortions after just six weeks. Here to cheer us up, well, this can't be right. Goober the clown who had an abortion when she was 23. <laughs> So, Goober, you, you had an abortion when you were 23? Hey, whoa, slow down, I'm a clown, let's clown around. Hey, smell this flower. You're not gonna squirt me, are you? Oh, I would never. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I had an abortion the day before my 23rd birthday. Okay, it, it seems like you do want to talk about your abortion. Well, actually, I really don't, but people keep bringing it up, so I gotta keep talking about freaking abortion. But it's a rough subject, so we're gonna do fun clown stuff to make it more palatable. Whee! Hey, who wants a balloon animal? You want a giraffe? Okay. Okay. You, you don't have to do this, Cecily. Cecily, I'm Goober. And I wish I didn't have to do this, because the abortion I had at 23 is my personal clown business. But that's all some people in this country want to discuss all the time. Even though clown abortion was legalized in Clown v. Wade in 1973. Here. Can you stop saying clown abortion? And what is this? I don't, it's a worm. I don't know. Hey, hey, did you know one in three clowns will have a clown abortion in her lifetime? You don't, because they don't tell you. They there's the clip that is goober which what i've deduced i could be wrong here is just cecily strong in a clown costume talking about her own personal abortion I, I didn't know if it was personal or not i wasn't sure but regardless she is a goober we can be we can be quite sure of that. and we can be you know despite her being the only one dressed up as a clown we can really say that everyone at snl is a bunch of clowns <laughs> it's true I, yeah it's true what happened to coming home from a day of work 
or, you know, having a night where you want to relax and watch TV and then getting now you're just getting bombarded by political messaging about abortion, about murdering children. I mean, that's what it, that's what SNL is nowadays. It's not even trying to be funny. And I get they're not trying to really be that funny. They're supposed to trying to be, you know, tongue in cheek about abortion. And, oh, we're just going to do it this way because we don't want to talk about it. No one should be talking about what a woman does with her body. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. They're doing. It's not supposed to be overtly funny, but it should be. I mean, it should be funny. That's the point of your show. You want to go get a new show or talk about those kinds of things? Then make a new show. All right. This is supposed to be funny. You can have fun with political topics, of course. Not saying you can't, but at least make it funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, gosh, comedy is like the sacrificial lamb of wokeism. It is dead. It is dead. They've given it up just to virtue signal and indoctrinate and to share an obviously extremely left leaning political message. And SNL used to delve into, has always really delved into politics and made fun of politicians and legislation and things happening in the world. Weekend Update is a, is a segment that has been around for decades, but they have lost their tact when it comes to being comedic in, in this realm, in the political sphere of influence. They no longer have respect for people who differ opinions from them. They no longer have representation of differing opinions on SNL anymore, uh, only to make a caricature of us that paints us as these evil, stupid idiots. That's all they do with, with conservative politics on SNL anymore. The only people who even watch this stuff anymore are the people who already agree with it, which I think we can say is a good thing. I don't think any of the people who are getting made fun of every day are sticking around and watching it. I think that they're going and watching different things. I think that they are going and putting their money in different places, which is a good thing. You know, I hope that these companies that do stuff like this hemorrhage horribly and, and lose money and lose followers and lose people who are going to watch them. I hope that you guys aren't going and watching SNL. I hope that when you see SNL is on, you turn it off and go watch the old 80s episodes of SNL that are actually funny. You know, this new stuff is just woke garbage. It is absolutely terrible. It is a shame to, or a disgrace to what SNL is supposed to be about. And it's not funny. It's just not funny. It's just not funny. Like, why would you stomach that anymore? Now you're just like, you might as well turn on the news at that point. Turn on some leftist news media. At least you'd be getting somebody in a normal voice, straightforward, not in a costume, telling you what they think about politics. Like, there's no reason to watch SNL because you're obviously not watching it for a laugh. It's not comedy anymore. It is news media done in funny voices and costumes. Mm-hmm. It's essentially yeah, what it is. We just did our sh- imagine if our show was supposed to be a comedy show. Imagine if Amla was actually funny. <laughs> Wouldn't that, <laughs> that's what this would very be Very like. rude. Very rude, Will. <laughs> no, Amala's very comical. Uh, oh, okay. Amala's funny. Not as, not as comical as Will, I will admit. But yeah, it's such a waste. Yeah. Such a waste of airtime on uh, on our TVs. Mm-hmm. I it's know. tragic. They, I, I think uh, Michael Knowles put out a poll the other day, or maybe it was today, where he asked how many people under the age of 35, he said, only people under the age of 35 vote, do you watch cable television? And I think it was like 91% said no. On, and, you know, this is just Michael Knowles poll, but it's still telling. It's It shows that, you know, people who are young and especially a conservative audience like that do not watch mainstream news. They don't watch corporate media. They don't watch anything that's really on cable. It's all it, stuff is over. I mean, the people who are watching SNL are the old boomers who still think that it's funny and they're Democrats and they live in cities where they only live with people who already agree and think just like them. Yeah. And like young girls that love Pete Davidson. It's about it. 
I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't get the Pete Davidson hype. I get the I Pete really Davidson don't. hype. I do get it. I do Why? get it. He's a cute boy. He's very unapologetic. He's funny. You know, he's charismatic. I, I can see why girls would be like, oh, absolutely. Pete Davidson's cute. I just don't cute. find him that attractive is my yeah. thing. He seems like, in, well, you, the other things you said, I just don't find him to be like that hot. I think he's a cute boy. Know? Cute boy. And the personality doesn't hurt him. That's why it seems like a good personality. Yeah. But he's not that hot. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll Do I need table. to make a poll right now on YouTube? <laughs> is think, Pete Davidson hot? Yeah, yeah. Put, put, yeah, make a poll. I, I will vote I mean, yes, even though I disagree with his politics. I, yeah, Pete Davidson's hot, sure. Wait, he looks? Yeah. You think he's hot? Yeah, and the, the personality boosts him a lot. I mean, it, it helps. Like, if, I let's, say you just, if, let's say he just walked up to you. You know, you have no idea I'd who be like, he's is. cute. He's cute. You know, that's what I would say. Okay. <laughs> let's ask the poll on YouTube. Yes, let's let's, let's put a poll it. down for you guys yeah, too to interact so. with us and, and see how you guys feel about Pete Davidson. We're gonna get into another story here. Speaking of just indoctrination and virtue signaling without even an attempt at making the right choice, the US Navy has now deemed one of their ships milk. <laughs> in regard to Harvey Milk, the gay rights activist, you may remember him from San Francisco back in the day. Here's this video. Paula, would you please christen the ship? United States of America, I christen thee Harvey Milk. May God bless the ship and all who sail in her. And the crowd goes wild. Ah, uh, gosh, a christened, a christened U.S. Navy ship named after Harvey Milk. It's disgusting. It is genuinely you disgusting. It is genuinely one of the worst things to ever happen. Was that the new trans admiral that was uh, it yes, is. doing it? Too. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was a new trans admiral doing it. And this ship named after Harvey Milk, this is like naming a ship USS George Floyd. I mean, seriously, it is like on a level like that. We're putting up statues of George Floyd over places, who's a criminal, and then we're putting ships about Harvey Milk, who was a sexual predator, who molested yep. people, I mean, just terrible. And you are naming a U.S. ship after this guy? What kind of level of delusion do you have to have to do this? These people don't give a crap about the facts. They don't give a crap about history. And they don't give a crap about any of us. I'm telling you this right now. The people who are watching right now who have, agree with the things that I say, that Amla says, that PragerU does, that, that a lot of other people do, that conservative media does. These people hate you. If they loved you or they actually cared about America, then they would say they would name the ship after a great president or or some historic landmark or something that actually mattered, something that was actually good that everyone could get behind. But making a blatant, stupid political statement like this is literally one of the worst decisions that the military could have made. One of the worst decisions. This guy is a sexual or was he was a sexual predator. OK, to underage boys. And you are naming a ship after him. That is absolutely vile and disgusting. What is America? How can you have an America when the things that we're supposed to be heralding as good are actually evil? The things that they tell us, the elites in this country tell us that we should be looking at and praising them or saying we need to support this are evil things. How can we have a country like that? How can you have a society that has a shared value system or a shared culture system when the things that our culture says are good are actually evil and disgusting, horrible things? It makes no sense. 
Yeah, and just for some context here, Harvey Milk was a gay rights activist. Uh, you may recognize uh, the name from a movie called Milk, where where Sean Penn played him, and did this. They did this whole drama about Harvey Milk's life, and you can go and watch that. Uh, it it is somewhat accurate to to who he was. He did date a sixteen year old at the age in his thirties. Uh, so that's why a lot of people tend to have trouble with Harvey Milk, and he also had patterns of of doing such things. So to name a, a naval ship. After this man is just not, it's not a good look for the United States of America at all. Having a, a transgender veteran christen a Navy ship named after uh, a gay man who dated teens. If you go and you ask the guys in the military, you go to the Navy or the Marines or the Army, maybe not the Air Force. No, just kidding. And the Air Force. But you go and ask all these guys and you say, do you care that we just named our ship after a gay man? They're going to say, no, I don't care at all. I don't care that this ship is named after a gay man. Of course not. I don't care that this trans admiral swore it in. I don't give a crap about any of that. They don't care. No. What they care about is having a strong military they signed up for so they can defend this country. That's what they believe in. Mm -hmm. That's what they care about. They care about having leaders in the military, generals and, and, and more, that actually care about them and that want to see America succeed. But you don't have people in the high ranks of the military who want to see America succeed. The people who are in the high ranks of the military right now, it seems like they want to see America fail. Because if they wanted to see America succeed, then they wouldn't be doing things like this. They wouldn't have Mark Milley and these other generals, these woke generals, talking about all this, this garbage nonsense. They would actually be working to protect this country. They would be working to protect this country because look at what other countries around the world are doing. Look at China's military, especially with China's aging population. They are going they are gearing up for something big within the within the next few years, in my opinion. And and America is not prepared. I mean, America is going to uh, we're going to have a major war or something I can I'm predicting. And it's going to be catastrophic for us. People think just because we have a high defense budget that that means we are Many ready to take on one of these attacks. My dad. That is your speech. Oh, that's okay. we are ready to take on one of these attacks. We are not. We are not. If you have if you have weak men and women who serve in our military and they're being trained and told that, hey, it's OK to be all this wokeness and you don't need to care about America and white privilege. And, and these are the things they are focused on. America will fall. America will surely fall. And one, in, one of the important ways in which nations fall are universities. And we have a good story, a silver lining story out of the university system in America today. This was highlighted on Barry Weiss's Substack. It's an article written by Pano Canelos. The article is titled, We Can't Wait for Universities to Fix Themselves, So We're Starting a New One. So Pano Canelos, for some context again for you guys, was the previous president of St. John's College. Uh, in Annapolis. But now he is launching a new endeavor alongside some of the most well-known intellectuals in America today. And his endeavor is the University of Austin. We see so often now in the university and college system, uh, they're being overrun by CRT, gender theory, women's studies, femgen <laughs> sociology courses. And we have these woke students who are alienating other students on these college campuses, alienating professors on these campuses. And just to give a little bit of a highlight to the issue, 62% of students in America right now have been have pulled saying that they feel uncomfortable expressing their true beliefs. 70% of, of American college students say that they feel comfortable and that we should encourage reporting per professors who have differing opinions that offend us. So that's the state of American universities today. Uh, Canelos recognized this and is now launching the University of Austin with some 
uh, major intellectuals, some that you may recognize, Dorian Abbott, who was a professor, Peter Bogosian, who was a professor, Ayan Hirsi Ali, who is an intellectual who has wrote many books, uh, focused around criticizing the religion of Islam. Barry Weiss, a well-known intellectual and journalist who keeps us updated on our news and especially on CRT in the in the university system. They're all going to be coming together to start this university that upholds freedom of speech, truth, and actual diversity of thought on a college campus. Sounds like extremism to me. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Sounds like a Nazi academy. That's I'm sure that's what it'll be lambasted as for sure. It's I mean, I saw, I saw on uh, Twitter the Wajat, Wad, I don't know how you say his name, Wajat Ali or whatever, super lib said it's a conservatives are making their own safe space and echo chamber for them by doing this. And these people aren't even conservative that are making it. They're literally making it for all opinions and different viewpoints to be expressed and criticized equally. Yeah, most of them are classic liberals. And what they're advocating for is a liberal education, which is what we all should be advocating for. The priorities that they've put in place in this article, which again, you can go read on Barry Weiss's Substack, is the, the tenets of actual academia, allowing people of div, uh, with diverse opinions and thoughts and processes to come to this college, to teach students, to be challenged, to be questioned, to allow skepticism rather than this just one-sided ideological viewpoint that college kids get shoved down their throats yeah calling it a conservative space safe space it's like are you joking every single university is a leftist safe space that's why they continue to go there even at places that are supposed to be conservative they're leftist safe spaces so for for them to make some they want to shame you they want to shame you into wanting to have a, a space where you can actually speak freely they want you to think that oh you speaking freely that's stupid you don't need to do that our ideas are already so good why do you need to speak freely you don't need to. It's like they want to shame you for wanting to do something different, for wanting to be a free thinker. Don't let them shame you for wanting to be a, be, to be a free thinker. Being a free thinker, I mean, is truly one of the most amazing things you can do in your entire life. But people who don't free think, people who are a part of the herd, people who are just a part of the masses, a bunch of sheep, they don't want you to be a free thinker because when you are a free thinker, it exposes them. It exposes them as someone who does not know how to think critically. And no, they don't want to be exposed. They don't want their mediocrity to be shown to the world, to have the light shown on their ineptitude to actually do something amazing or novel or, or great. So they don't like that. Yep. Be a free thinker. Yeah, and this university is also going to uh, take on one of the other challenges that colleges are facing right now, and that is the majority of your tuition not going towards your actual education, but towards the administration and the bureaucracy at the school. They want the majority of your tuition to go towards your actual education, and they've stated that it is time to restore the meaning of those old college mottos, light, truth, the wind of freedom. You will find all three at this new university in Austin. Y'all might catch me at the University of Austin. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Might catch Will too. <laughs> Third time's a charm for college for me. <laughs> this time I'm ready to make that the next college yeah. to drop out of. Mom, this time I'm really going to do it. I promise. <laughs> this time we're okay, really going to really, do I it. I really got it this time. Promise. <laughs> now let's My get into. My mom also said that Pete Davidson is gross. Oh, did she? she uh, the poll is uh. at 80 20. Just about 80. He's hot. 80. He's not hot. Okay. Well, yeah, so seriously. It's like, I'm oh. sensing a little bit of bias, but it's okay. Oh, I just understand. look at the guy. I he's just not that hot. He seems like again, like you were saying, he's speculated to be dating cool. Kim Kardashian, That's which is really crazy. interesting. So somebody finds him hot. Somebody of great, great stature finds him hot. Moving on Did you to date Kim Kardashian. You asking Amala or me? I'm asking you. <laughs> if you weren't married, no, not. No? I mean, based on what? Like, no. 
We yeah. probably don't share any values. She doesn't. She wouldn't be an interesting person to be with. Yeah. 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 Well, um, she's like way older than me. Well, you ask like you like you're interested. Well, let's look at it. Also, from a, I feel like we should mention, guys. <laughs> let's we, look at it from looking at it. Due to technical difficulties, this stream could drop at any moment. So if that does happen, just be prepared. Uh-huh. <laughs> just uh, prepare yourself. What's your backup plan? Prepare look yourselves at, for look the Look at end Will of the and Amla's Instagram to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we'll tell you about what happened. But that means that you have to follow me and Amla on Instagram. So make sure you do that. But let's go into the next story, Amla. Next story here. We're going to get into some vaccine mandate news. We have yet another celebrity entering the fight against vaccine mandates. You might recognize him. His name is Emilio Estevez. Uh, He's with the Mighty Ducks franchise. You also may recognize him from Karate Kid, Outsiders, a bunch of different stuff. Emilio Estevez is not going to be rejoining the Mighty Ducks franchise because they have asked him to be mandated with the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, they didn't ask him to be mandated. Well, you know what I mean. They <laughs> mandated that people on staff get. You vaccinated. will be mandated. You will be. And mandated. You will like it. Yeah, you know what I meant to say. <laughs> Those mandates, you know. Uh, um, no, I won't say that joke. I'll get in trouble. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad that he's standing up. And so that's what I did today. I spoke at a rally today in Los Angeles. You guys might have seen on my Instagram a little bit. Do we? Can we pull up that picture, Alma? Yes, we can. Okay, I want to show you guys. Tell me when it's pulled up. I will. But yeah, so good for Emilio Estevez. He's joining who now? He's joining. Uh, who did we? Who did we report on previously? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Aaron Rodgers. Nicki Minaj. Quite a few different celebrities have now come mm-hmm. out and say we're not. We're not doing this. Here's the picture of Will at the mandate is it rally up? today. Yeah. Look at how cool it looks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that all you pulled it up for? Yeah, that's just look how sick it is, guys. No, but like, actually, I, I, I told them, I said, I want a picture like this because I want to show the left wing fake news. Corporate media will not tell you how many people come to these events. OK, they will say, oh, about 30 racists gathered in Grand Park in Los Angeles. And they started this rally that it was all about white supremacy and anti-vax this, anti-vax that. And it's like, that's not what it was about at all. It was about it was there was over 5000 people, I think close to like 6000, 7000 people in Los Angeles at 10 a.m. on a Monday who came to hear me speak and some others speak and stand up for freedom. And they weren't, we weren't talking about the efficacy of the vaccines or anything like that. We were talking about freedom. These were firefighters. These were police officers. These were public work employees, uh, first responders, all these people who were losing their jobs working for the city of L.A. where they have mandated that these people get vaccinated. And they were coming and standing up for freedom. And I told them, I said, listen, we got to shut this, this city down. Shut this city down until they give us our way. That's what we have to do. Right. If the city is going to say you all have to be vaccinated, you all have to to do this and you don't want to. What are you going to do? Don't go into work. Don't get fired. Everyone come out, even if you're vaccinated, even if you're a vaccinated person and you agree and you don't agree. Don't go into work. Shut the city down until what we want to happen happens until they give us all our, our freedom and say they we can't do this and say and, and we make it happen. That's what I told them to do. You agree? I agree. Thank you. <laughs> I concur. Isn't that a cool picture? <laughs> it is a cool picture, Will. Taylor, isn't that a cool picture? Guys, put down in the Probably comments the that it's a cool I've picture. Also, I said Emilio Estevez was in Karate Kid. He totally was not in Karate Kid. He's in The Outsiders, and there's another big movie. The Breakfast Club and Breakfast The Mighty Club. Ducks. Yeah. And St. Elmo's Fire. Stairs. That's oh. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, he's in St. Elmo's Fire? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is, but it's funny. It's like Elmo's and his name is Emilio. <laughs> yeah. But he's also in those movies. Sorry, guys. Not Karate Kid. Anyways, uh, some other 
Some other mandate news, uh, particularly when it comes to Mass and in Santa Monica, something very close to home for the three of us. Here's what the Santa Monica government has said. If you are out and about and notice a business isn't making sure their customers are in compliance with the mask mandate, you can call 311 and they will send our health ambassadors to do a business check. Hello, I have heard of business that does not have masks in their restaurant. Yes. They are not checking people for the vaccine, for the yes. jab. Now we get to report on each other. What did we, we said this on the show. I want you guys to go back, you know, go back to our, to our old, uh, our old hits, our old highlights, and you will find both of us predicting that they were going to ask you to snitch on each other. And this is exactly what's happening right now. It is. Call 311. Yeah, it's literally like the brown shirts coming back and, and, and reporting people in their own communities. It's craziness. It's actually craziness. I just, I, I'm interested to see the type of person who would be the one to call that number. You want and me to show you the type of person? Is it a picture of you? No, it's not me. I'm, I, mom ain't raised no snitch. Okay. You know what happens to snitches? They get stitches. They die. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would, I'm going to, well, I don't, I'm not going to necessarily show you the exact person, but you're going to hear the person who would be calling 311 to snitch on a business. Here's a video of this woman confronting some New York firefighters on a subway. New York's finest, setting an example on a packed subway. You guys heard WTF? No. Well, you've heard of, I see a lot of badges, like uh, on the shirts. Did you turn your camera off? Yeah, you know that you can get a fine for not wearing masks. That's all right, they can fine me. They can fine you? Yeah. All right. Well, you can see some New York's finest. No one's wearing a mask. No one's wearing a fucking mask. Jesus Christ. New York's finest, and nobody's wearing a mask. <laughs> Shut up, lady. I'm going to talk like that on the show for the rest of the New York's finest. Well, what do you think about Vax mandates? I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Well, if you did that, I'd have to call 311. <laughs> I hope I knock your mask off. <laughs> It's just amazing. I like how they're just standing there. The guy's like holding the wheel. He's like, okay. He's like, call. I'll, I'll take the fine. Like, whatever. She's like, oh, really? You're going to take the fine? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll take it. Your voice sounds like that Key and Peel sketch. You ever see the one? Megan. Megan. That's exactly what Megan. your voice sounds like. What, what's the boyfriend's name? I don't know, like Trevor Travis or something. Trevor. Oh, I forget what his name is. I He's forget. Like, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Megan. I think it is Megan and Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. Like Megan. She's and like Trevor. Yeah. Oh, I'm called. That's exactly what the voice sounds like. Oh, it's so annoying. I know. But I love how all these guys, they're all in the fire department. They're all like bros just chilling on the subway. None of them are masked up and they just don't care. They don't care at all. Yeah, as they shouldn't. That's what I do. I do the same thing. That's exactly how about. you should react. Yeah. I was like, I'm a tattoo guy. Please yeah. believe me. Please, please believe me. I'm really cool, guys. Didn't you see that picture before? It's super cool. <laughs> how no, do you guys feel about the term the term Karen? Just an, on a little side discussion here now that we've seen that. I video. think it's useful because when anyone says stop being a Karen, you know exactly what that means. Like, mm -hmm. Karening is totally a thing. See, I have a different opinion on the term Karen. I think... Karen. We don't allow different opinions here, so, <laughs> yeah, next so I'm going to turn off your mic now. <laughs> I think Karen is a propaganda term because it's typically like a white name. I literally think they've come up with Karen, like the political left came up with Karen so that they can like label white women that way and just like give a bad view image of white women. I think that's but why I, Karen didn't it, start that way, though. It totally like Karen, did start that way. Karen. Yeah, but it wasn't like a, a leftist thing. It was just like a 
young. It totally was. No, it was just a young person thing. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a meme thing. Yeah, it was like, oh, the lady with this type of haircut, maybe she's white, and Mm-mm. like she's at a Red Robin, and the Red Robin guy <laughs> like puts too many onion rings on a burger, and she's like, I'd like to speak to the man. That's like a Karen. I'm That's how pretty it sure the Karen thing started with the white ladies who were like calling the police on black women, no, black no, no. people it's been in the around. park, and then they started calling them Karens. No, it's been they, around they for hijacked way that. That's yeah, what they, they made that like woke sure. BET movie. Well, then maybe about. that's just me. Yeah. Maybe that's them successfully hijacking the Stop being a Karen truther. See, this is what happens. Amalek becomes a Karen. This is what happens when you don't know history. The left has Wait, ruined our schools and ruined Amala's education Literally. about this topic. Ruined. I've seen the Karen meme, guys. I see all of you posting, like, look at the Karen meme. I've seen the Karen meme, but the Karen meme is relatively new. No, it's been around for a while. Obviously, it's been around for, like, a while, like a couple of years, but it's it's new. Another poll. Did the left invent Karen? Did the left invent Karen? Put yeah, the put poll up, because poll. now that we'll we have Pete Davidson poll. done. Taylor, uh, this is your job. <laughs> no, it's put definitely been up. around for a long time. It wasn't a leftist thing. It was just, like... Like anyone would say it, you know, like, oh, my buffalo wings. I guess at, so. I my didn't buffalo hear wings it. at B Dubs. Uh, I ordered five spicy ones, and I only got five medium heat ones. I wouldn't want to talk to the manager. Like that. That was what Karen was. That was like the well, server took maybe. too long to bring back another basket of breadsticks. I don't yeah, like exactly. <laughs> even though they're free. Let me and speak. You about Can I speak to the manager? Yeah, that's like that's like what it was. Well, yeah. more COVID news, guys, and this is more good COVID news. Those firefighters on the subway. That's good COVID news. This is great COVID news. Here's the Fox News headline. Florida hospital celebrates zero COVID patients for the first time since 2020. Whoop, whoop. Can I get an applause button on that taylor um i don't know which if i one? remember which one this is <laughs> no oh, well i lapped oh, oh wow that's a few cuts wow there, there we go, go. Hey. let's go florida even though the stats coming out of los angeles and california are four times that of florida florida is celebrating this particular hospital is celebrating the zero patients for the first time since 2020 Wait, my mom just said something funny. What did your mom say? say? When we were talking about the masks and the firefighters. Uh Uh-huh. She said, maybe she can ask them to wear a mask when they are saving her house from burning. (laughs) Idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I love your mom. No, she's great. My mom's amazing. She's the best. But yeah, just let's let's juxtapose Florida with California for a second. Florida is not going along with the vaccine mandates, not going on with the with the uh, mask mandates, all things that California is choosing to do, particularly in L.A., San Francisco, places like that. And yet the numbers look vastly different. Why? Because Californians sleep on beds of lies. That's Mm -hmm. why. And beds of concrete outside my apartment building. That is also true. That is also true. Many of them do. But yeah, Florida's doing great. Yet we were being told that DeSantis is death Santis and all this fun stuff and that Florida's mishandling COVID-19 left and right and that they're killing people. They're killing grandmothers. Mm-hmm. No, and they're racist. With no evidence. And they're racist. Yeah, and they're, you can't forget that. With absolutely no evidence. And transphobic. And transphobic. Uh-huh. All the things. Yeah. Did you see that tweet I put out last night about, it was a... Uh, I know you're always looking at my Twitter, Amla. It was this yeah, lady. definitely. This lady. I like every single one of your tweets, by the way. I know you do, which yeah. is because you stay on. I literally never go on Twitter for the I most also part. like all your pictures on Instagram. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I like your pictures on Instagram as well. You didn't like my pictures this weekend. Well, you're really keeping track on what I <laughs> do. <laughs> I am making a point. I'm making an important point. You're really keeping a watchful the point, eye. The point that I was making is that I put out a tweet this weekend that I wish you would have seen. Okay. But it was about a girl or some 
whatever. And they put out a tweet that said, hey, I'm just going to say it. If you are against big tech and social media, that is blatant transphobia. It's like, what does that even mean? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Did she explain further? No, no, she didn't. Or it didn't. I don't know. I don't know. It was a picture of like they a furry didn't. in their profile picture. I don't know what it was, but it was very strange. It's ve I don't even think they believe the things that they're saying anymore. Like you call like Florida racist for, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing because somebody in the comments just called you a stage five clinger. And I think that's hilarious. That is the exact opposite <laughs> of what I am. Okay. <laughs> Do you understand? It, it's called marketing. All right. If you want your posts to get boosted to the top so more people see them, then you, you'd have to have more likes. So when I see an omelet post or a tweet, then I like it so that more people will see it. So the well, fact that he doesn't omelet, actually like your pictures, omelet. Yeah, he doesn't actually yeah. like my content. Like yeah. I do it with PragerU tweets too. And the fact Will likes my pictures and then he messages me, you're welcome. Yeah, I do. That's, he's that type of guy. Literally. Yeah, literally. Well, yeah, you're welcome, omelet. Yeah. This is all, this is the only reason. Uh huh. All of your success is owed to Will liking your tweets and pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what was one time I had a tweet go viral and Will goes, I was one of the first people to retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the first. That's why I went viral. So you're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, keep going with your transphobic I don't know big what I was tech. Saying. Whatever. Move on to the next <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say. Okay? I know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what you're trying to say? Mm -hmm. Just pretend okay. like I made a really good point and move on. Yeah. Yes, just yeah. pretend. Back to uh, one of the issues that is constantly in circuit on this show, and that is critical race theory. And back to a county that is constantly in circuit on this show. That is Loudoun County. Loudoun County... Oh, has so many, many problems. You guys may know it as the school district from hell because they continuously have had stories coming out of their school district talking about them teaching CRT, labeling white kids as being uh, oppressors and black kids as being oppressed. Massive gender theory being taught to the very, very young kids, a crazy sex education program that they put in place, and also the denial of, of teaching CRT. Now, here is a video of a man hired by Loudoun County to sort of refresh the curriculum, refresh the classrooms in their school district. Here's what he has to say about what they are teaching. My job is to make sure that the thing that I think public education offers uh, is supported and given to every kid. And the thing that I think we offer, because I certainly don't think we offer uh, learning, uh, per se, uh, I think what we offer are relationship. I think what we offer better, because the learning part, in terms of information, what historically high schools were for, was dissemination of information very quickly. It, was, it, it organized information to disseminate it. Well, actually, the internet's better than the high school is. It's faster. Uh, it's got first person, uh, you can do interviews, you got video. You're like, truthfully, the teacher in relation to dissemination of information is obsolete. But the teacher in relationship to relationship is the thing. What we have is people. And that is gold. That is gold. Figuring out how to capitalize on the people, well, that's the thing. People are down for that. People like that. People like that. You know what? We don't come to the classroom to educate. Learning is so, is so classy. Now what we do is talk about relationships. We're not here to make the, sure the kids learn anything. I'm here to capitalize on the relationship that I have with these children. 
amazing amazing that he can say that and feel so confident in the fact that he just told everybody in this presentation that he has no interest in making sure that your kids learn well in school his only interest is using his relationship to indoctrinate them you already know what i'm gonna say what are you gonna say abolish it (sighs) that's all i gotta say well, if that's all you got to say, I'm going to say a few more things. I'll move on to the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. We are going to move on to it in just a second. CRT has no place in these schools. And again, Loudoun County over and over does these things. Is constantly advocating for CRT, gender theory, sex education that is way too radical for kids of that age. And now they are openly admitting that they don't care that your kids are learning anything. If this is not putting a huge microscope on the public education system in America right now, I don't know what is. And as parents, as educators, as just random people. I'm not a parent. I'm not an educator. I'm seeing this and stuff needs to be done about it. Why are you Why are you nodding? You said you're not an educator. Yeah. I don't. Do you classify yourself as an educator? Of course I do. You're not a formal educator. Oh, so you're very big on formality. <laughs> you're not technically an educator. Why not? What do you mean? You're like a commentator. So you think a teacher who teaches their kid about CRT <clears throat> is an educator? I'm not, not saying they're an educator. They are an educator. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't carry the profession of being an educator. I'm a commentator. Taylor, do you want to weigh in on this differentiation? I feel like it's just semantics. It is just semantics. You can can say, you know, when when you say educator, it must mean this, but it's just a matter of what the word means, what you're choosing to make it mean. Mm -hmm. Moving on. We say PragerU teaches people more than at a university. You are such a good I'm with your point that like, you know, um, watching PragerU, watching Will and I'm Alive can be more educational than a lot of the crap that you get in schools if it's your school's just indoctrination. Then yeah, you're getting an education by listening to PragerU and you're not by going to school and being indoctrinated. So yeah, Yeah. totally with you on that point. We're educators. Okay. I'll take it. If you want to call me an educator, I will, I'll take it, but but I do not self-identify as as an educator. Okay. Yeah, my pronouns are edge and cater. <laughs> I was literally going to say that right now. Edu and edu Kate. cater. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to a hot topic. It's going to be a hot topic for what? The next two weeks. I believe the trial ends in two weeks. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which to Will and I and Taylor is simply a self-defense case that is seeing its day in court. Uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial has gone on for six days now. This is 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse who is being charged charged uh, with shooting and killing two, uh, wounding one other, uh, and a multitude of other charges, including having a firearm uh, below uh, legal age. So he has been standing trial for the past six days. They've brought several people up for questioning, but one really interesting one uh, met the case today. And this is the man by the name of Grosskreutz is his last name. So he was brought uh, into questioning to talk about his specific encounter with Kyle Rittenhouse. He was subsequently shot after encountering encountering Kyle Rittenhouse, but he had a much different story than what he told police on the actual day. When he was brought into questioning from police, he was told, He told the police officers that he in no way threatened Kyle Rittenhouse. He did not point a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse. He in no way provoked uh, the the attack, the subsequent attack that took place on him and his life. But it turns out today it has been revealed that Grosskreutz actually pointed a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse. Here's the footage from a podcast watching the trial. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, then he fired, right? Correct. Oh, shit, that's it! 
That's it. Directed verdict. Directed verdict on all the murder charges. Kyle knows. Yeah. Directed verdict on the murder charges. He just he just exhaled. Kyle. Oh, he looks like he's gonna cry. How do you not? How do you not? How do you not acquit after that? Look at bigger. Look at bigger. Look at, the, look at big boy. Oh, oh big, big boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, people are keeping a very watchful eye on this case, and that is an exciting moment. It's a good day for the people who are out to support Kyle Rittenhouse because now uh, they they stand acquittal on this one. Imagine living in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and out of nowhere, all these people are coming and destroying your city. They're setting fire to your city. They're they're torching cars. They're having fights with police, and someone comes out trying to defend you, and now and that man's name is Kyle Rittenhouse. And now he is the one being charged with with this. How crazy is it? How backwards is our world when he is the one being charged with this? You know what he's really on trial for? You know what he's on trial for? He's on trial for being a straight white male. That is what he is on trial for, okay? Being a straight white male, a conservative, someone who who stands for different values than what those people in Wisconsin were, were marching about, the lies that they were marching about, is his greatest crime. That's why they want to destroy him. That's why they want to destroy people like him. That's why they want to destroy uh, all these values that we believe in. Okay? That was his real crime. That is the crime that they are charging him with. It has nothing to do because obviously he's, he's innocent. I mean, obviously. You know, it was, it was self-defense. It is obviously self-defense. But the fact that he is still on this trial and doing all this is because he's a straight white male. That is what he's really on trial for. And let's give you guys some more context and more details, because I'm sure a lot of you are going to be having conversations about this case in your personal life. So let's give you some ammunition to defend Kyle Rittenhouse, which is probably going to be much needed as this uh, trial persists. The defense also focused on a signed police statement Grosskreutz gave the day after he was shot uh, above his brief conversation with Kyle Rittenhouse. The conversation occurred after Rittenhouse had shot uh, Joseph Rosenbaum, who did die, and before he fired at Huber and Grosskreutz. In the statement, Grosskreutz reported that Rittenhouse had said something like, he pulled a gun on me. Now, uh, when the defense and prosecution went back over this live stream, there was no such statement made. So that was a lie uh, given to police officers by Grosskreutz. Grosskreutz said, in an effort to defend himself that he had not looked back at the live stream and that it was right after he had received surgery. So his his memory was a little bit jumbled. Uh, but last time I checked, you should never lie <laughs> to police officers or in, in a trial uh, when it comes to statements that were made, especially when it involves a young kid at the age of 18 being sentenced to possibly life in prison. There are some very big charges being placed here. Now, he also said that he never pointed a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse or threatened Kyle Rittenhouse. And we saw in that video, he just admitted that he had done so. So he that immediately- be in jail. He should be in jail. You lie about it to the police on the day, and now Mm. all this stuff has happened to Kyle because of your testimony that you lied about? Are you joking? Yeah. You should be in jail. Yeah. It's it's very uh it's very disheartening to hear about all the false statements that were made in regard to this young kid that can uh, are are it's not even arguably his life is going to be affected as long as he lives as long as he lives uh, the line has been drawn in the sand for how other people feel about him and he has largely been uh, found guilty in the court of public opinion mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah I know I know I like if if he gets acquitted right which he should I'll say he does I wonder what's going to happen in the streets. I wonder if there's going to be riots and protests and everything like that, and if we are preparing for that. I'm, it's going to be an interesting day. I think uh, 
if anything, the the murder charges get thrown out. I don't think charges uh, with him having a weapon underage are going to get thrown out. So I think he will see some charges, uh, if not if not all of them, depending on how this jury is is going. But I've, I've also read that the jurors had to be switched out on multiple occasions. They had some jurors interviewed pre-trial saying that, oh, absolutely, he is already guilty. Uh, another woman who said, I would find him guilty simply for the fact that he carried an assault-style weapon. So they've had trouble even finding uh, proper jurors to sit in on this trial without any explicit bias at the, at the starting gate. Put me in, coach. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll you're not. Sure see, you don't get to go in either. <laughs> you don't get to go in either. That's a two way street. <laughs> I can't imagine. And that's the thing with these cases. And I think we saw that uh, with the trial of Derek Chauvin as well, is that how is it possible for you to have a fair trial when somebody, when his entire life, this entire incident has been uh, publicized and pushed and pushed with a narrative for all of the American people who, who watch television or watch the news? How can somebody seek a fair trial after something like that? It's nearly impossible. It has to be impossible to find jurors without uh, explicit bias to to sit in on this trial and make an actual decision yeah well when the world is so polarized and then you try and find people who are not going to have that radical opinion on either side i mean it's very difficult so you know the court of public opinion honestly means more than the court that actually happens in some ways yep and that's a very so sad reality hopefully this has an ending similar to nick sandman where right he was able to sue the crap out of CNN and whomever mm -hmm. else that lied about him. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it's fascinating that the court of public opinion is, doesn't really care about what the facts are and what the truth of the matter is. Like look at Jesse Smollett or any of these other, you know, race hoax cases. It's just jump to a, the conclusion that supports the narrative that I prefer. Oh, white male was, you know, confronting a, or was confronted by an Indian man or, or Native American man in, in DC. Oh, he must be a dirty racist. This is the face of white supremacy. And the, the facts on the ground totally contradict the narrative that you put out, but they'd rather believe the narrative and don't care, even if it means sending somebody to jail who doesn't deserve to be there. Sacrificial lamb for the leftist agenda. Mm. Kyle Rittenhouse. And there's so many people in the comments saying, oh, well, well he shouldn't even have been there. This is a 17-year-old boy who saw what was happening in his community, businesses being burned down, people being threatened, and what he initially even went out there to do was to apply first aid to protesters, to rioters, to give them first aid. It is it is stipulated in the trial that he even offered Grosskreutz and his in his posse first aid, even after Grosskreutz had verbally, verbally uh, attacked him and said, Hey, do you need first aid? Does anybody that you know need first aid, man? And then eventually gets attacked by this man and ends up shooting him. I, I don't understand why people are, are so quick to jump down the throat of a boy who saw what was happening in his community and thought, I can do something to help that. I can do something to either provide first aid for people or protect people. He had, he had initially was going to a used car lot that had been had nearly all of its cars set on fire, all of the property burned to a crisp to protect the person there, to protect the business owner. He's literally on video running around with a fire extinguisher and asking people if they need help right and it's like the the instant move to demonize somebody just because they were carrying a gun shows like where we stand with the second amendment it shows where we stand with just being an american it shows where we stand with white males this is completely disingenuous all of the attacks on kyle rittenhouse are agreed agreed 100%. Now, we will keep up to date with the trial as more uh, information comes out. I'm sure there will be many highs and lows in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, so we will keep you posted on that uh, throughout the week. What do you think is going to happen to his accuser? That nothing. was nothing. 
You should be sentenced to a year of hard labor aboard the USS Harvey Milk. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the kind of... Justice. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Justice. We'll be here to report on it for you guys. Now let's get into our Monday segment, which is Dear Will and Amala. You guys submitted your advice questions through Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at the Amala Epinobi, Will at the Will Wit, and Taylor at Taylor Trandall. Our our handles are down below if you guys want to give us a follow on another platform. You guys submitted. We're going to give you a shout out and read your questions. Let's start off with number one. Dear Will and Amala, this one is from Constant Zach. Okay, so I like this guy, but he's a lefty. Genuinely nice person, but thinks that in order to be a nice person, he has to be aligned with the left's ideology. He even told me once that women wearing purses is a sign of male domination. I mean, I'm full on conservative, so I dumped him, but I like him. Should I try to change his mind or should I move on? Just kiss him. (laughs) No. I knew Will was gonna give that, (laughs) that piece of advice, that sage piece of advice. I don't think it is your responsibility to do that. I think you could. I I see no harm in you trying to change his mind. I think Mm -hmm. that's great. I think that's amazing. But if it doesn't work out, don't feel bad about like, like, oh, I was supposed to do this and I had to do this. Like, don't feel bad about it. Okay. I think, I think this girl's dilemma is that I, I genuinely like this guy outside of his politics. Do I try to change him in the effort of having a relationship with this guy or do I just move on? I think that's more so what she's asking. Um, no. No from you? Mm-hmm. It's not worth it? Taylor? It's a no from me, dog. It's a really long question. I'm still trying to read it all and understand. <laughs> yeah, so he's a leftist. He mentioned once that women wearing a purse is a sign of male domination. I don't get that statement. I'm not sure. Uh, the only reason I wear a purse is because I have a lot of stuff to carry around, and mm-hmm. men don't. Mm-hmm. That's just- why I have four pockets in my pants. Right. All my stuff. Yeah, men have those little like cargo pockets. I am a little jealous of that. Women know, don't get no that. No one wears cargo pants anymore. That's that's stopped well, in like even so. It's like it's if you buy if you buy men's jeans and then you buy women's jeans and you put your hands in the pockets of those jeans, men's pockets are like way deeper than women's pockets. Yeah, How do you know? That's just because of the wage gap. That's because of the wage gap. We got more money yeah. to put in the We're pockets. We're putting all our money in. Yeah. Our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> we need deeper pockets. But I don't know. If you really like this guy and you want to be friends with him, be friends with him. See where that goes in terms of changing his mind and talking about ideology. But I don't think somebody disagreeing with you is completely written off for not having a relationship. It depends on what they disagree with you on. If they think men wearing purses is great, that's probably not a good sign. No, I think they're saying that women wearing purses is a sign of male domination. They don't say like men need to wear purses. Well, either whatever it's saying sounds stupid. Whatever. It does sound a little, it sounds a little kooky, but that's not, obviously that's not a deal breaker for you. If you're even asking yourself this question, I think everybody has their deal breakers. Decide what your deal breakers are. If they fall into the deal breaker category, then it's a no go. And if they don't, then it's not. There's a million other fish in the sea. You can find another one. Sure. But this is also, if it's the one you want, it's the one you want, you know? But obviously not. Because she doesn't want him that bad. <laughs> Clearly she wants him enough to keep thinking about it after she's broken up with well, him. Well, that's how it always is. You're always thinking about the one that got away. Sure. You know? We'll see. I think you can date also, somebody just, who you disagree with. Just wanting to be with someone is a terrible metric for exactly. whether it is. it's a good relationship yeah. to pursue. Sure, sure. So have some wisdom. Right. Yeah, move on. Think about it, girl. Next one. Okay. Dear Will and Amla, do I tell my friend his wife is messing around with their neighbor? All of us know each other. I don't even know if I want to say his handle because... 
Yeah, why'd you put his handle on that? Well, he didn't ask to be anonymous. I tell people you're going to get featured on the show if you submit a question. So, you know, sorry. I'm not going to say your name out loud, but sorry. Jerry? (laughs) So does he tell? So this is actually an ethical dilemma. If you take an ethics course, uh, they will ask you this. And it's, uh, let's say your best friend has a perfectly happy marriage. You have never seen somebody happier than she is or he is, but their spouse is cheating on them. Do you sacrifice the happiness that that person feels uh, in the pursuit of truth, in the pursuit of having them know the truth, or do you allow that person to be ignorantly happy in their relationship? So that's the question that this young man is asking. Does Why'd he you tell? just re-ask it? <laughs> I'm just saying the ethical dilemma. I'm telling there's a, there's an underlying question here, and it's not really do I just tell my friend that uh, his wife is cheating on him. The ethical question is is happiness more important or is truth more important? That is the true question. True is me. What I would do. I'm not a snitch. So what I would do is go and tell the person who's doing the cheating. And mm. I would say, you need to tell your husband or wife. I, don't, I didn't remember which one it was. You need to tell your husband what you are doing. I know that you're doing it. Other people know that you're doing it. Be a better person. Confront the person who is doing the cheating. Don't go and tell the person who is getting cheated on. That's my advice. I think you should tell that person and tell them to be a leader and, and do the right thing. The audience is voting on this as well. Uh, So 79% of them say that so far say that they should tell the friend that his wife is cheating. Okay. Well guys continue (laughs) to vote. Um, You know, I actually have a personal story about this. I'm not going to name any names. We're going to call them uh, Sherry and Jerry. Yeah. So say Rayler and uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, Sherry, Sherry and Jerry are dating. They have not dating. They're married. They have three kids, two dogs, right? Okay. Barry, Terry, and Mary. Yes. Barry, Terry, and Mary. And the dogs, Larry and Mm -hmm. Slary. Okay. So Sherry and Jerry are married. They've been married for, uh, for several decades. And Monica, who happens to be a family member of mine, we live in, we lived in a very small town in Florida, went on a dating app and found Jerry on the dating app. Mind you, I was best friends with Jerry's, uh, kid. So, uh, Monica found Jerry on this dating app and messaged Jerry and said, how are the wife and kids, Jerry? And Jerry got off the dating app. Wow. So it's pretty tough. If this person does go, does he go to the wife and say, stop cheating on my friend? Or does he go to the friend and say, your wife is cheating on you? No, he goes to the wife. Goes to the wife. He goes to the wife. Taylor, go to the wife and tell her off. I just, what, why would, I thought that Monica would be named Mary or something. I know. I didn't Mary want to get too in the weeds. I didn't want to get too in the weeds. Yeah. Fairy. <laughs> situation sounds very yeah. hairy. Yeah. When you're married in a. Wait, when you're married, it's scary. And you work at the dairy. <laughs> and your favorite animal's a canary. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, he should tell, he should tell the talk wife. to the wife. Yeah. For sure. Until, you know, okay. you don't want to. And the audience agrees 77%. Say yes. Nice. I think if you talk to the wife, she's just going to be like, oh, I need to get better at hiding the fact that I'm cheating on my husband. No, no, no one likes. No, you can't. Unless you're like pretty what? sick in the head. A hundred percent. That would be what would happen. A hundred percent. There's no question. No, in because my you're mind. basically threatening them and you're like, I'm either going to tell them or you need to do it. Yes. Like, and tell, then she in- goes and then she goes, OK, maybe I don't cheat on you in this town. Maybe we go to a hotel in the town over so that Monica doesn't go to Jerry. Well, then she sucks anyway. And then it's not your responsibility. Yeah, you have. That's right. You do what your moral responsibility right, is. To right. You do your moral responsibility. It's not your responsibility to go around being Dr. Phil and saving everyone's marriage. 
You know, like you do what you yeah, can and you do the I thing. I mean, you don't have to save the marriage. It's just saying, do you tell the person who the, who the crime, the quote unquote crime like is much. being committed against? Because like you, you just going to going to Sherry and saying, stop cheating on Jerry is not going to make her stop cheating on Jerry. So I now if you I think tell them, I will. Yeah, exactly. That's like you give them an ultimatum. Oh, if you don't tell them, I will. Okay. Right. Different. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I stand by that. And then you cheated with Jerry. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I like that if you don't tell him I will. I'll stand by that one. Okay, next one. Uh, dear Will and Amala, this one says, hey, Will Taylor and the lovely Amala. Very nice. Any so, advice? It's actually a woman. So anyways, any advice on how to advance in the corporate slash professional world by Jazzy Schwazzy? Uh, don't cheat on your wife and have these types of problems. Or I mean, in some, in will, some corporate worlds. how did you advance worlds. in the corporate world? Me and Kamala. <laughs> Similarities. Uh, no, just kidding. What What is the question? How do you advance in the corporate world? Yeah. Um, I'll give you my three steps, okay? I'm making these up right now, but I think they're, they're going to be perfect for you. Number one, being on time is being late, okay? This is number one. Be early. That's what you should be doing. You should be 15 minutes early to everything. You hear this, Amla? You should be 15 minutes early to everything, okay? That's number one. <sighs> Two... <laughs> Keep going. It's true. I need to give you this. I'm giving no, this advice. No, you don't need to give Amla. me this advice. But keep going. Two, I'll listen to you. Two, be well versed in multiple skills than just what you're supposed to do at your job. Like for me, when I started, I could do. I could also edit videos and do other things that you know it was outside of my job description. But I taught myself how to do them anyway, so that I was more valuable as oh. a person. So that's the second thing. Third, t leave your problems from home at home. Okay. No one gives a crap about any of your own problems, especially if you're new trying to come up in the corporate world. Okay. Leave your problems at home. Be an adult, be responsible. No one wants to hear about how your cat died or whatever it is. Okay. Leave it at home and be in a, a responsible adult. Those are my three, three tips. Okay. I'm going to give you one tip and this is, this is surefire. You can't, you can't lose with this tip. If you are living living, working in a corporate slash professional environment, I think the best thing that you can do to advance yourself and move up the hierarchical ladder is to identify a problem within your environment and solve it, or at least write out a plan to solve that problem. The best thing that people want in, in that sort of world is somebody who's going to be more efficient than what they're already doing. And a lot of corporations have practices and a lot of red tape, things that are already set in set in uh, stone as to how they do things. If you can identify a problem in the way that they're doing things and then fix it and say, or at least say, here's a way to fix it, you will move up. Uh, I know a lot of people who go into job interviews um, and they will go and look at the organization's website or they'll look at how the company's currently being run and come and visit it and they'll write out full papers. I know somebody, a PragerU who did this, they'll write out a full paper and saying like, here's a problem at your website as like somebody who's new to seeing this that I think you can fix and it would streamline your clients or get you more members or it'd be easier for people to find information about what you do and propose that and you'll immediately be moving up. What problem can Prager you fix? What problem can Prager you fix right now? Will Wit. Do you have a solution? <laughs> Fire him. Okay. Well, the final that's solution. A pretty... <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. I'm going to be you. honest with you. Yeah. Do you have a problem with Prager U? Uh, also Will Wet. <laughs> and how do you solve it? Promoting Will Wet. <laughs> so different solutions, same problem.
Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my advice. So how to move up the the corporate ladder? Next one, dear. Just one hand after the other. Dear Will and Amala, every time my boyfriend and I argue, he ugly cries. What do I do? Don't kiss him. It's from Sikala. Don't just kiss him. That is the wrong thing. You need to dump him. Leave him like his hopes and dreams left him. Oh my gosh. Find someone new. Oh my gosh. Is that your true advice? No, it's not my true advice. Okay, what is your true advice? Um... Well, I still think you should probably dump him. Okay. I, that's not a very... Is there you know, a discussion to be had first before this dumping happens? Well, you could try, but if he's going to cry about it, it's not much of a discussion. <laughs> she says every time crying. they argue, he cries. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. That's even worse. Arguing is when, you know, the man needs to be like... If he's going to be stern as a man, you're stern as a man. You know, this is your position. You stick with it. You don't need to start crying. That's like, that's like you can't get your points across well enough, so you start crying. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to fall in the vein of there's probably some uh, trauma in regard to your boyfriend, whether that's in the past, in his childhood, uh, something he didn't get from his parenting or just like something that he experienced emotionally that makes him uh, privy to cry during conflict. And that is not nice. No, that's definitely. No, I think that's that's probably the case. Yeah, that's that's definitely the case to have somebody who you love argue with you and then he cries every time that you do. I think there's probably some emotional turmoil or something beneath the surface that hasn't been discussed yet. See, or, I would think that, but people are so weak nowadays. Yeah, no. Like people are so like they can't handle any sort of stress at all. Yeah. But it's like not Why do you think everyone stayed out of work for these last year and a half? Cuz they couldn't handle any sort of stress. It's not even natural for women to cry during all arguments. So it's like for a man to do this, I think I, I don't think you can have this be the case without some sort of emotional trauma that has taken place. And I think that's a discussion that needs to be had. Did something happen? Were his parents not there for him? There has to be something there that I think should be discussed before you like just break up with your boyfriend. Just wait until those women argue with me. Oh my god. Well, gosh. yeah, but it's it's quick it, Say that is the case, then are you is are you suddenly his savior? Like it still might be appropriate yeah, to exactly. end the relationship. No. It might be the best thing for him. Now you you know you might be able to play a supportive role in his recovery from that trauma or whatever, but that's you can't bear the burden of that for him, especially as your boyfriend. Well, it's again, it's like what are your what is your deal breaker as a partner? It's like is somebody who's going through emotional struggles that makes him cry when you argue, which I hope is not that often, is that a deal breaker for you? For me, that would not be a deal breaker. Also, so are you making him cry or is it right right also what's happening during these arguments that makes him cry but uh i don't know yeah, Maybe what are you arguing about? you could be really mean but i don't i don't know if that's true or not uh there's never enough information no there's never right. enough information film your argument next time <laughs> send it to us did you tell him that the new lord of the rings needs to be more diverse there's like so many things that can be happening here either a you're super mean to your boyfriend when you argue and you make him cry B, he has some sort of emotional problem or uh, something that happened in his childhood that makes him cry. C, he's like a really good manipulator. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely another possibility. He's definitely. totally using the crying thing. Right, it. right. I've definitely dated somebody who was very good at manipulating emotions and would do something like this. So it's like, maybe that's what's happening as well. That's like, there's a lot of... When Will didn't get his way with me, he starts crying and then I have to... <laughs> yeah, but I always get my way. <laughs> So yeah. through fun. crying. Yeah, through crying. But could I always be a little get. devious. Could be li- my sister. Taylor. Okay. My sister when I was a kid would literally she was like 
a, a demon when I was a child. And she's younger than me. She's two years younger right. than me. There's one time when my sister, she was probably like five or five at the time, she literally took a metal spoon, like a thick metal spoon, threw it at my head as hard as she could, <laughs> hit me in the forehead, and then started crying. She can cry on cue, which is amazing to me. And then she, my mom came in and she accused me of hitting her with a spoon. That's what happened. See, I would, my, like, sis, my sister and I would get in fights insane. and stuff. And we'd get in fights and then like, you know, like when you like fake them, fake them out. Yeah. Like like, mm. Yeah. Like you're going to punch them. Yeah. And then I don't punch her. And then she starts, she says, ouch, before I've punched her. Like yeah. I, like I hit her, but I didn't hit her. No. Yeah. I didn't hit her. I did not. I did not hit her. Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. No, but I didn't. And then she would cry. Wait, what were y'all just quoting right there? What was that? The, the room. room. It's oh, like the worst movie ever that? made. Yeah. My sis, my mom would pick up my sister and be like, oh, poor baby. My sister would look over my mom's shoulder and wink at me. And then start Horrible. crying again. I know. I know. Despicable. <laughs> Go to jail. <laughs> I should have put her in jail. You should have put her in jail. Well, now we have a good relationship, so I guess it was worth it. Uh, next one. Dear Will and Amala, how to broach negotiating for a raise slash pro promotion. My yearly evaluation for work is coming up. This one is from Jill OES. How do you ask for a raise or promotion? How do you start negotiating for a raise or promotion? All right. Let's run through a scenario. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll be the boss. Okay. You, you, you go to me. Oh, but aren't you supposed to be giving the advice? Well, shouldn't I be the boss? No, but we'll do it together. And okay, we'll okay, through, okay. Here's what we're doing. Hi, sir. I'm here for my uh, my yearly review. Hey, come on in. You know, it's kind of hot in here. It's not the heat that'll get you. It's the humidity. <laughs> anyway, what can I help Anyways. you with? Uh, I just wanted to talk about my performance. I feel like I've contributed a lot to this company over the past year. Uh, and with the current pay that I'm making, I don't think that it matches the contribution that I'm making to your company. You don't think we're paying you enough? No. You, first of all, you would never say this. <laughs> You'd be like, well, hey, well, maybe if I had a little bit more money. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm not good enough. Just pay no. me less. Yeah. Take take $5,000. I'll work for free. <laughs> I'll pay you. Please, please. Anyways. I'll pay you. Yeah. I'll pay you. I'll pay you. <laughs> please. Anyways, I'm going to continue as if I'm a confident right, individual. Fine. Okay, fine. Please. So, yeah, I feel like uh, I've made several contributions that go, uh, honestly, above my, my current pay grade at the company this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking for a raise. How much money do you want? I'm asking for a $15,000 bonus on my raise. $15,000. $15,000 bonus. Someone's a little exuberant. I, I wouldn't even call it that, sir. I can give you a full report of all the different projects that I've worked on this year and the revenue that they've generated for your company. And it's well above $15,000. Well, just because they're above $15,000 doesn't mean that you get $15,000. Well, sir, I've generated revenue. nearly 15 times. You know, I'm not that. really liking your attitude right now. I'm going to well, be honest. You don't like confidence? Is that what you are? Yes. You're just being rude. That's not I'm confident. extremely confident in my abilities. <laughs> oh, and you're laughing. This is funny to you. This money is funny to you. Yes. This is your future. <laughs> this is your future at stake. Here's what you do, okay? You just go in. Did we just give up on the, on the scenario? We just there? gave up on... I'm I was being too rude. Job. I was not being rude at all. You were being too pushy. What you do is you just go pushy. in. You say, hey, I've been doing a great job at this company. And then you ask for double of what you want. Okay. If you think that they're going to give you a $10,000 raise, ask for 20. Okay. Go in and just ask for double. And what are they going to do? You're a good employee. If you know you're a good employee, this is like, we do like employee reviews and stuff. And like people will give themselves like ones. It's like you got to evaluate yourself. It's one through five and people give themselves ones. I'm like, why would you rate yourself so low? It's like, if you know that you are not doing well at your job, 
why would you rate yourself low? Like, just do better. Right, you're like admitting that, yeah, I'm doing a bad job and yeah, I know it. exactly. It's like, well, why am I keeping you around? Why would I give you more money? It's like, if you're doing a review, you need to like write constructive stuff. Well, this comes out of everyone stuff. making fun of Will because he always gives himself five out of five on every dimension that we I do. do. I think I but do a fine job. that's his honest reaction. <laughs> well, I give myself one four. You do? Just I o- thought it was all fives. Craig just says that, but I give myself one four okay. to throw it off. So. Well. But, you know, anyway, just go in and ask. You got to give yourself one for it. And go in confidently. Go in confidently. It's not rude to be confident. Yeah. No, well, you were rude. I was not rude at all. You were rude. (laughs) How was I rude? Because you're like, well, I've made way more than I've made. (laughs) Did you even look at my numbers, you stupid idiot? I said, I made you a packet of all the contributions that I have made to this company, and they are well over. The tune of fifteen thousand dollars. That's not rude at all. If you've, if you, it's not rude at all. Why don't you shut up, huh? <laughs> You're being rude. Here's what I'm you just say saying is, to the camera. That's not rude sir, at all. Inflation has gone up five percent this year. So if I don't get at least a five percent raise, I'm getting paid less. So not only do I need a five percent raise, I need a fifteen percent raise. Whatever, whatever raise percentage you want, add five percent due to inflation. This year. <laughs> well, my name is. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for coming in. I'm going to say, let's go. Brandon, I will give you that money and uh, really help you out here. My goodness. Okay, let's move on to the Brandon next question. Needs a race. But prove that you've. We answered this one perfectly. At the, no, I think at the baseline, you have to prove that the contribution that you make to the company is well over what you're being paid in salary. So bringing in numbers for projects that you've worked on, ways in which you've brought in revenue for the company is really, really important. And it should be in ways that over that go over your actual salary. Like that's important. But not, not everyone's role directly contributes to sales. Though. Yeah, that's about, true. No, you have to. Yeah, find I was saying any, right. any projects or things that you've done are streamlined. Yeah. I don't think well, anything. What she's saying. Have you Absolutely, ever asked? Absolutely, I know raise? what I'm saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I still know what oh I'm saying. Oh my goodness! You never asked that's for a like raise. That's like saying, you think what do you mean? Of course. What you do you mean? You can talk about things seen? that you. What do you mean? Well, have you ever asked a boy out? Exactly. Listen. Exactly. I already said. Well, have you ever kissed a girl? You ever kissed no. a boy? And how are you giving like advice? No, that's you can different still give because advice this is like it. you're wondering like if you have no idea how it would go. That's like totally different. What do you mean to say that you should go in and talk about the contributions that you've made yeah, to a how company? How do you know that that works? Because that's what they're about. That's what you do at a job is you contribute to a company. So if you're going to ask for a raise, you should bring in your contributions. Guys, of course let me tell that you, works. I have done this a lot of times. Oh Amala my. has never done it before in her life. Oh Who do you goodness. trust? Chad, experienced man or beta newbie woman? What did you just call me? Beta. <laughs> beta. All right, I think we should move on. Anyways, right. next, next question. 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 Dear Will and Amala, this is the last one. Okay. Does my coworker like me? I work at a gym and he stays after the shift ends and talks to me. Last week after closing, he asked me to help coach him in rock climbing. So we did that and talked for an hour. He walked me out to my car on the opposite side of the building uh, from where he was parked and we talked more. How do I know if he likes me? Is he or is just being nice or is just lonely? No, he 100% M-Font. likes you. Yeah, easy. 100%. If he walked, if, totally if he's you. parked on the other side of the gym <laughs> and he walked with you to your car. You guys are really confident on this one. Oh, 100%. No, it's obvious. No man walks Wait. a woman on the other side of the parking lot. Unless it's like really late and it's kind of dangerous, then maybe. Sure. But like this isn't clearly stated. But if he's just walking to the other side of the parking lot for your car, that's a really big deal. And you should think about marriage proposals he's crazy about you obviously i know you guys are reading into this a lot no i'm just saying i know men yeah you know 
I think the Will knows man Amala. I think well. the he him knows ask, how to pick up their signals. I think the him asking you to coach him in rock climbing is one of the biggest things to like he likes you. Well no, because and if someone was really good at rock climbing, I would ask them. Regardless. I guess, but staying after the shift too to just to like talk to you. That's a pretty Maybe they both like climbing rocks. No, but I'm saying and she says on whenever he'll stay after his shift just to talk to her. No, every one of these things is obvious that right. he likes her. But definitely the parking lot one. That's for sure number one on my radar. You guys work together though, so be careful. So what does she do here? Well, what does well, she do? That's not the question. I know. We're adding another layer. Well, yeah, what, did, what does she do? Kiss her. Mm. Kiss her. <laughs> Kiss him. Kiss him. Um, I would say you two, here's what I would do <clears> if <throat> I were you. I'm going to give you expert advice. What I would do is you're both on the rock climbing wall. Okay. Gosh. And you're climbing. You're not. at the top. Already okay? know. This is free climb too. There's no ropes. All right. So <laughs> there's a high stakes situation. You lose your balance. All right. And he is the only person there who could save you. Oh gosh. And he has to save you. You're, you're falling on purpose for him to save you. And depending on how he saves you, will tell you if you, if he likes you or not. <laughs> Wow, this is horrible advice. I was gonna say, uh, find a really cool rock climbing place that is like different than the one that you have at your gym or like more advanced than the one that you have at your gym and say, hey, do you wanna then go rock this. climbing at this? No, don't do anything that Will just said, <laughs> but ask him if he wants to go to this particular rock climbing place, just the two of you. And then afterwards, oh, maybe we can grab coffee or do something. Plot says, what if she doesn't like him and thinks he's a creeper? creeper? I don't think she would be asking like this, the way she's like analyzing, like after the shift, he talks to me and after closing and she did help him rock climb. And she's like, oh, we talked for an hour. Girls do that when they like somebody. Mm -hmm. If he, he must was, be buff. if he was creepy, it's like, if this was a guy that she wasn't attractive to, she would be writing about how creepy this coworker is. If mm -hmm. this, because she finds him attractive, she's like, does he like me? Right. Yeah. So yeah, she definitely likes him. Um, him liking her. He could just be very, don't get a twist though. He could just be very nice. Like there are very nice people who like, I've definitely met guys that would walk me to my car and were not interested in going on a date with me. But on the other side of the parking lot. Yeah. I don't know. Especially like signals, conservative guys. Guy especially conservative guys. But you do have a lot of extra ammunition here to say that he likes you. But conservative guys would like walk you to your car, even if it's out of the way. If you're rock climbing next time with them and you're next to each other, just accidentally grab for the same rock. <laughs> that he's grabbing for and then see his reaction if you guys both touch the same rock and it's like you can feel sparks then you're gonna know wow horrible advice but you know you do you girl like if i'm doing a podcast with someone mm -hmm. a different podcast okay i would yeah i would hope you know and me and uh kamala and oh <laughs> my goodness just kidding but anyways, seriously. guys, yeah, touch the mic at the same time. If I'm changing a volume level and Scott yeah. happens to touch <laughs> yeah. the same knob at the same time. Oh, anyways, guys, that is our last question for Dear Will and Amala, our Monday segment. Thank you guys so much for watching the show. We covered a lot of different stories. There's a lot going on in the news right now. We will be back tomorrow to give you an update on Kyle Rittenhouse, as well as everything else that is happening in our weird and wacky world. <laughs> so guys, thank you for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live, 2.30 PST, 5.30 Eastern. If you'd like to listen to us rather than watch, go to Google Play, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review, not four, not three, not two, not one, five-star review to let everybody know that you love the show let us know that you love the show and write us a nice little comment we also have a survey that we're doing it'll be down in the description you can fill it out let us know how you feel about the show do you love it do you hate it what segments do you like what segments do you hate what other prager you content so do you watch because there's a lot to get through thank you guys so much for watching we'll be back tomorrow at 2 30.
I go on once, go twice, I go three times, I feel the time, I feel the time. 